are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and today I have a very special guest on the show, the one, the only, Mr. Eric Putt, Loan Officer Extraordinaire, top 1% of all loan originators in 2019 in the United States per Mortgage Originator Magazine. Eric, how you doing today? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, agreeing to come in on a uh, Corona type of. Uh, yes. uh, I was happy that I got out of the house to go do something. Yeah. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you will see that we we have on our our, our Corona uh, protective gear mm -hmm. with the uh, spit catcher that goes right over the microphone. Yes. Perfect. Um, so today's episode, typically, this episode would be released with the sales professional or loan originator in mind. But here's the thing. Eric Putt is a expert in CP lending. CP stands for construction to permanent financing, correct? correct? Typically a loan that a consumer would utilize to custom build a home. Well, this episode is going to be for our loan officers because I do want to dive deep in, uh, into the topic with you, Eric, to discuss how it's originated, how it's sold, how a loan officer can use a CP loan as an extra tool in their tool belt to uh, bring in incremental business. But, but growing up in central Florida, I have a lot of friends who love to do things like hunt, boat, and own lots of land with a custom home built on it. Mm -hmm. So for the past 15 plus years, personally, I've had questions from said group of friends on how they can own their own home and have it custom built. Typically it goes like this. Hey, Dio, I want to build a house. And I'm like, who's your builder? And like, I want to build a custom house. I'm like, oh, okay. So if that's just my small circle of friends, I can only imagine that people from Spokane to Key West and everywhere in between have questions about how one goes about custom building a home. We all know how to buy a home from a track builder. It's pretty simple. You go, you write a contract, you pick out all of your, um, your upgrades, and then nine to 10 months later, you close on your financing once your home is fully owned, but I'm or fully built. But I'm guessing a CP loan does not work that way. Works almost 180 degree different. Okay, right. so, so completely different. So you are gonna to listen to the Loan Officer Podcast today. We are going to interview Eric Putt. Eric Putt, one of the best in the business, is gonna discuss how a CP or construction loan works when having a home custom built both for the loan officers, as well as the consumer who wants that custom built home. So Eric, I don't know if there's a particular um, uh, tactic or, or avenue that you want to tackle first. Do you want to uh, speak to the, to the consumer first and then flip it back to the loan officer? Or do you think it'll work better if we just kind of uh, start talking about it and intertwine throughout? Um, probably the consumer side, just because I think you have to explain what it is first and generally at least an LO has this sort of concept of what it is. A lot of times it may be like uh, nebulous, which is, do you know what that word means, by the way? I no. I that recently. Did you? Yeah. So I, I just was able to use that word. This concept, like, yeah, I kind of know it, but I can't really explain it, right? But the consumer, I think, has zero knowledge of it. So I think you start there. Um, in your example, right, our friend that says, hey, I want to build a house. So you start there. Okay, well, do you own the land already? It's yes or no. And the answer is typically no. Typically no. Okay. Do you have a builder already? And the answer to that is typically no. And then the other side, they go, well, I'm going to build it myself, which 
our answer to that is no. <laughs> okay, but 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 you you've had the luxury, and I want to cover that real quick. Mm-hmm. You have the luxury of you work for Waterstone Mortgage now, mm-hmm. but but you've been in the business for for fifteen plus years, so you've been able to stop at other mortgage loan originators or banks along your career. Has it ever been widely accepted to have a home self-built or has it always been, if we do it, we do it on exception? Um, on exception. And that's still even really tough. So that's called owner builder. Okay. I, myself, you know, I dust an Owen, you know, who's a mortgage professional. That's what you do for a living. You're going to go build your own home. That's called owner builder. You know, no bueno. Yeah, just stay away from it, right? Correct. I mean, now, if you are a home builder yourself, that's what you do for a living. That's how you, you know, uh, earn your income, etc. Well, then we can work with you there because what are you going to go hire somebody else to build your own house? Correct. Yeah. But, but yeah, if, if they say they want to build it themselves, that's a that's a that's a no no, and you know, it just doesn't happen. Okay. And that's as long as I've done this. You're right. Um, but also as long as I've done this, I cut my teeth on construction perm lending. My mom was a retired, is a retired loan officer, and she was like the Volusia County Builder Queen. And so who else am I going to learn from? So I just stumbled into it that way. And as long as I've done it, it's interesting how there's still how so many people don't know about construction perm loans and what they are, how to do them, et cetera. So I think, explain it first. If you go and you have a home built by a production builder, like you said, right? Ulti Homes, KB Homes. Lennar, yep. Right, you name them, right? There's a, there's a million of them. That builder is building that house on their own dime, right? And they have, especially the big ones, right? Huge deep pockets. These are publicly traded companies, investors, et cetera. You know, huge builder lines. They're building that on their own dime. Massive production, you know, 250 homes in a community. Yeah, it's, it's very assembly line. Assembly line, yep. right? They're building that on their own dime. They control it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You're just simply getting a mortgage loan at the end, just like you'd be getting a mortgage loan if you bought an existing home sale. So in the new construction world, that's called end loan financing. Like, cause it comes at the and end. that's most of us in the industry. That's what we do. What we and do. most of us as consumers, the loan that we obtained to purchase our home was an end loan. You got it. Okay. Yeah, we don't, the normal existing home sale, we don't refer to it as end loan, but that's what it is, right? So that's, that's production building world. But then you have custom building world or semi-custom. That builder does not want to um, use their own money to build the house for various reasons. It's not in their business model. They don't, they're not a publicly traded company. They're not a gigantic Uber company. They don't have several investors. They may not have builder lines, you know, lines of credit, yep. you know, to build that. And it's custom. It's, it's, it's case by case. Each product is different. So who's going to build it then? If he's not building it or she's not building it on their own dime, they need us, the lender. So we are now financing the construction. And that's the, that's, there's your main difference. You're using a lender's money to finance the actual construction of that home instead of just getting a loan at the end when it's done. So you, that's why it's called construction to perm because it's almost like a two-part loan that's really one transaction, a construction phase and then and a permanent phase. Because I would guess if I'm a consumer and I'm custom building a home, mm-hmm. um, well, first, it is possible I may own the lot. But it's also possible that I don't own the lot, but I've maybe picked the lot out that I do want to build on, um, at which point I then need to go purchase that lot as well as start building the home on top of the lot that I'm sure you'll explain to us. Um, Shit, 
I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I totally lost my, my, my train of thought. Uh, I'll kick it back to you and let you take it from there. So I think to, to talk about if they own the land already or not, um, the beauty of a construction perm loan is if you do not own land already, that acquisition of that land can be included in our financing. Okay, so seller Joe wants to sell a piece of land for $100,000. Okay. And you want to build a house on that piece of land that's a hundred grand. You don't own it. Um, and you have Builder Bob that's gonna build you the house on that lot. Builder Bob says he can build you a house for $300,000 on that lot that's a hundred grand. Okay. In that case right there, um, you'll come to, let's say me or lender to get pre-approved for construction firm financing. Meaning I can include the lot cost and the build cost all in one together as a total acquisition okay. and pre-approve you that way. So put it into numbers, $100,000 lot, $300,000 bill, that's 400 all together. Let's think of it like a total price. Yes, yep. And now your down payment is based on that 400, et cetera. So you just acquired and bought that lot and also were able to build your house on the lot that you bought with our construction loan. So as a consumer, I can go find Joe. Joe has a $100,000 lot. I want Joe's lot. I can go find Bob. Bob uh, and his architect give me some specs and some plans of the home they're going to build me. They tell me that home is going to cost $300,000. I then go to you. You approve me for financing. I then go to a closing, at which point I'm assuming Joe, who owns the lot of land, gets paid his hundred grand. And Bob, does he get all three hundred grand up front, or does Bob get a portion of the three hundred thousand dollars that he's going to be um, needing to build me my home? Did you just stumble on that question? Because that's a perfect segue into the next part of this. Okay, perfect. Great, great timing on that one. That right there is real key to understand on how a construction firm loan works. That being, do we give that builder a three hundred thousand dollar check? And the answer is, of course not. Right. We can't just say, all right, builder, here's 300 grand. Go and build that house. We have to we're financing that. So we have to police that. We have to make sure we hold builder accountable to do the things that he or she is supposed to do. So at closing in that scenario, Joe got his 100 grand for the lot. Now we manage the construction process. Builder may at closing is allowed to get a certain amount of money. It's called a soft cost draw. Builders allowed to get a certain money at amount of money at closing, no more than 10% of the contract price. Okay. To get some things started, form board, maybe they still got to get some block clearing done, pour a slab, maybe some rough plumbing, just the initial things that are going on to a house. But then builder has to request draws. So we will eventually use up all of the $300,000 in this example, right? But we can't just give it to them right away. We have to do it in stages or create what's called a draw process. Okay. Now, during the draw process, the customer makes interest only payments. We send a customer a statement for whatever money is, is allocated out at that time, and they just are making interest payments. So if the first draw that Builder Bob requests is 75 grand, you know, they're gonna get an interest statement for that. Now, Builder Bob's gonna go do the work he's supposed to do in that draw. And then Builder Bob wants another draw. Well, we don't just say, okay, here's more money. We have to send an inspector out to make sure that Builder Bob did what he was supposed to do. Inspector says, yep, good to go. Bam, we release more money. That process goes on until we've used up all of the loan proceeds. Okay. When we've used up all of the loan proceeds, the home's completed. When the home's completed, Builder Bob says, I want my final draw. 
all my money, I'm done. When that happens, our construction lending department modifies the loan to a permanent loan product, hence the term. Hence the term, okay. It's one closing. You truly close one time. So some lenders um, will want to re-qualify a client when the home is completed. And some people listening to this may go, well, yeah, of course that makes sense. We underwrite the guidelines. We have a true, let's say in our case, you know, there's other lenders that do this. Um, we underwrite the guidelines and have a true one-time closing. We closed you up front. You needed our money to build the house. And when you close, you close. Therefore, when we modify your construction loan, we don't get new income docs, asset docs, new credit. It simply modifies to the good old So just, it makes it easier on me, the consumer. You got it. So in, in your scenario, we, we found the lot, we found the builder. I did not already own the lot, but I'm assuming if I already own the lot, then that's all well and good as well. Think of it. In that same scenario, you own that lot already for $100,000, um, meaning, it, I'm sorry, it was worth one hundred grand. let us just say. Okay. You own it already free and clear. It's worth one hundred. That's a $100,000 down payment. That's so fantastic. So, so if I already own my lot or maybe I have a lot loan, mm -hmm. but I have equity in, in, in that equity, whether I own it free and clear, whether I have a, a, a mortgage on it. That equity can go towards my down payment. Yeah. But in the scenario we just used, we didn't own anything. We didn't own I was brand new. I found the lot through Joe. I found Bob to build. Um, Joe got his hundred grand. Bob took an initial draw of thirty thousand, then he took a second draw of, of seventy-five thousand. I'm only paying, if I'm hearing this correctly, on the money that's being used. Meaning in the very beginning, it was a hundred grand to buy the lot. It was $30,000 for the initial draw. Mm -hmm. So I'm only paying interest on the 130. And then a couple months later, maybe a $75,000 draw later, I'm now paying interest on 205 right. and then 280. Then eventually I'm gonna have my, my mortgage and it's no longer interest only because the home's complete, I've moved in. And it's a $400,000 home. Maybe I just put 5% down. Can you even do that? Can you put 5% down? Well, yeah. I mean, we can. Okay. Their Waterstone Mortgage. I mean, not to have a necessarily plug for it, but, but you know, or yeah, have, have a plug for it. 5% No, down. but th that's very important because that's one of the biggest questions throughout my career that I, I, I would receive is people are like, oh, I don't have $50,000 to go buy a lot outright. And you just taught me today, you don't have to own that, the lot outright. Or, oh, I don't have 20% to put down. You're okay. telling me now 5%. I, 10 minutes before we started this podcast, it was, hey, you referred to me by so-and-so. Um, can you do less than 20% down on construction per month? Yes, we do 5%. So it's very standard, very okay. common thing now that still banks, mainly banks, or other lenders may want a larger down payment for construction perm, whereas we refer, in our example, our stone mortgage, we underwrite the guidelines. You know, so it's allowed Okay. to 5% down. Yeah, so in, in, in a nutshell, there I mean, there's two ways to buy new construction. There's buying it from a track builder. Track builder's not going to require this. Correct. Um, a custom builder, maybe even a, a smaller, more boutique builder will mm -hmm. for various reasons that you've already covered. Yep. But I, as a consumer, can pick out a lot and purchase it, find a builder, have the builder do um, architectural plans to my specifications, and finance the builder building my home you got it. so that at the end of the day, I have a home that is unique to me that I got to choose exactly how it was laid out, but I didn't either have to a pay cash for it or find a builder who had the bank role that was uh, required to build the home until I could obtain what, what you would call an end loan or what I would call more traditional financing. Exactly right. 
Okay, so that's that's more for the 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 consumer, right? That is a consumer based. That's the the very generic nuts and bolts of how a CP or construction or permit financing works, or how how do you finance a custom built home? Now, if I'm a builder or a loan officer, let's go loan officer. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, can you spend two or three minutes? Why would a builder want to work with a lender who offered CP loans? versus not knowing this was available? Or do most builders know that, hey, there's, there's CP lending out there? Most builders know. Okay. But it doesn't mean as a salesperson that you should not put that in your, you know, your, your, one of your weapons to throw out there because a construction perm loan, as you know, we kind of uncovered here, who's it taking the risk off of now? It's off of the builder. You know, the builder's not building that home with their own dime. We are now using it, which is why builders will love construction to perm financing. Now, that being said, most who is construction perm financing helping? <coughs> custom or semi-custom builders, right? So most of them know that there's construction loans that are out there. But there's a ton of builders. I think it's one thing that people are surprised. If you actually go and start Google searching builders, there's going to be so That Google thing, there. huh? Yeah. Get yeah. in that Google machine yeah. and go to town. There's so many more builders out there, I guarantee you, that you even knew existed. And so, you know, there, who's to say that there's not some in some outlying areas that say, yeah, you know what, I built some specs on my own dime and people get financing. I'll tell you what, uh, do you think you could build a couple more if I were able to provide the financing for it instead of some specs? Oh, yeah. So there you go. You know, so yep. that, that's, you know, that kind of. Well, I think I, I teed that one up because I remember somewhere throughout my career hearing stories from, from originators like yourself that um, you had a builder, client, who was looking to build eight to 10 homes and they were financing. Everything mm-hmm. was self-financed, but they, they didn't want to stay stuck in that eight to 10 homes a year. They wanted to get up to, to a couple dozen or even three dozen homes a year. And it was utilizing CP financing that allowed the builders to say, oh, wait a minute, you know, their line of credit would only allow eight to 10. They could still use their line of credit for things like, by, by, like building spec homes, yeah. but they could also have another eight to 10 going using banks financing that the consumer went and qualified for. Perfect. Now, okay. So for our loan officer friends that are tuned in and listening, um, why should they entertain understanding CP financing? And then how would they go attack it in order to help close four to six additional transactions a year? Okay. You can close an additional four to six transactions. Duh. Duh. But no, that's exactly it. You know, what do we talk about all the time um, when we talk about new programs that come out and stuff? What are they oftentimes? They are door openers maybe, right? And so this is, this is, remember Select Smart when that came up, not to go down that road, but we had that program. It was a door opener, yet it helped a ton of people. Yes. It was kind of twofold, right? Like this thing, the program was awesome for those that qualify. But it opens so many doors, too, for maybe new relationships. Construction lending's like that. This is a door opener because you are simply doing it when many and most lenders don't even offer the product. But it helps so many people for all the reasons we just said there, if that makes sense. So as, as the loan officer, you're like, wait, you use it as one more what, arrow in the quiver, if yep. you will. One more knife in the belt, whatever, you know. Tool in the tool belt. Tool in the tool belt, right? One more of those because you need that. We're salespeople. Um, but this is actually one where that's actually going to help a lot of people. So it's kind of twofold. 
So that's why you do it, so you can close more business. Well, I think on top of that, um, loan officers in general are paid based on the loan size. Mm -hmm. And I would guess, correct me if I'm wrong, but the average loan amount on a CP loan is drastically higher than the average loan size on a non-CP loan. My average loan amount um, in 2019 was about 240 Okay. right in there. My average loan amount on a CP is right around 400 Wow. You know, it's just under, just shy of 400 So, yes, I mean, that's a great, I don't even think about that. Today, but that's a great point. It's larger loan amounts. Why? Because just the reality of what it takes to build out or costs to build a house. Now, as a loan originator, I do not know how to read blueprints. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about concrete pours and foundation. How much do I need to understand about construction in general to be a good CP loan originator? You don't need to be, you don't have to know how to like truly dissect plans by any means like a, a bid set of architectural drawings or anything like that. No. Um, but you need to be pretty well knowledge just when it comes to mechanic, mechanical types of things. You know, what happens during a construction um, mechanically as far as different stages and, you know, things that get included in cost breakdowns and why certain things, why certain custom features, you know, may not end up being great when it comes to appraised value because you may just choose that you want gold-plated, you know, pull, pull handles and toilet flushers, but the market's not really supporting that. So you, you need, just like anything else, I mean, look, how good do you want to be at it? Obviously, you know enough to be dangerous, but if you want to be a true, true expert, I would certainly um, challenge LOs to sit down with builders and kind of learn more about their world so they can even talk more intelligently. But do you have to be an expert? By no means. No, you don't. So, so where do I start? Um, I mean, I, I want to do my first CP loan, but I don't want to totally F it up. I mean, literally, like, where, where do I start regardless of the organization I, I, I work for? I mean, how, how do I even break into this? Because this sounds scary. Yeah, and I'll, there's a lot more to go into, you know, and it's probably why some lenders just, or LOs that individually choose, and eh, it's not, you know, worth it. It takes a while to, like, kind of perfect any craft, and it does. You get, they're just very different loans. That's a whole other hour-long conversation with, like, if you really get into the differences. But you just got to do enough of them and learn it, learn it, learn it. Um, but if you're willing to do that, you know, I think you reap the rewards or could, um, but honestly, then it just, it's about who can you lean on to learn it. We're pretty good here at Waterstone. You, you know this. People come to me all the time. Hey, go to Eric. He's our CP expert. You know, I mean, we've got a guy a few doors down from here that, you know, helped him with, with his, his own builder as far as how to effectively talk to the builder, what you need to be saying, things like that. So in our case, come to me. Well, yeah. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Look, my advice to any loan officer, and, and you can echo this or tell me if I'm dead wrong, but don't go out on your own to do your first and possibly even your second CP loan. Look for an expert within your organization and don't be stingy with the commission. No. Be, be willing to split the commission uh, because you need someone to walk you through it. Right. It is it's it's not as easy as reading a program or product guide. Mm -hmm. you know, there's certain loan programs that are right. Certain loan programs that get rolled out. 
I can read a program guide. I can run AUS. I'm good to go. But this is a little bit more convoluted. But if my average commission is $2,500 on these loans, my average commission might be four grand or 4,500. It, it sounds like if I can get good, it's going to be well worth it because I make more money doing one of these loans than I do almost doing two loans that are non-CP. Right. If I'm a average loan originator who gets paid based on loan size, which most of us in the industry, that's how we're, how we're paid. Um, but you would, you would recommend don't loan wolf it partner with someone in your organization who knows what the hell they're doing mm -hmm. and ask them to walk you through it. Don't ask them to do it for you. Ask them to walk it, walk you through it, ask them a lot of questions mm -hmm. and then get it closed and go get a second one as soon as possible because it needs repetition. No doubt about it. Um, how, about, how about this? I know you said like teaching loan officers CP is a whole hour long class, but what are like three or four, whether they're talking points, whether they're, they're um, I mean, potential red flags or hurdles to, to, to know how to overcome. Um, it might just be the vernacular you use when talking to a builder. What, what are the three or four things that someone could jot down right now that they need to know about CP financing? Um, well, I mean, A, we do them. Do you, do you work for a company that actually does them? Okay. You know? um, I would say if you, if you decide that it's something that you want to dip your toes in, that water you want to dip your toes in, learn the program, learn the product first and foremost. You know, whether that's a contact of me or if you work for a company that's got an expert in that field, learn it. Um, and then you got to learn how to then go sell it, right? What's the proper way to sell it? And with that comes knowing your competition, just like our real estate agent business, man. You know, we got to know our competition, but you've really got to know it because con construction perm loans are so much different. Each lender, you know, do they, do they sub out the administration process? Um, do they require 20% down? Do they lock rates on the front end? You know, so you really got to know your competitors because to your point before, most builders now no CP, they understand the program for the most part. So just like any other sales call you're gonna make, um, how are you gonna differentiate yourself? So you gotta learn your own program and product and why it's different. And trust me, ours is big time. Now, can we just go originate loans for any builder out there or is there, is there some kind of selection process that the builder has to go through? Any lender has to approve that builder, you know, and that's what the consumer wants us to do. So if they're not already on our approved builder list, we have to send them a checklist of items that we need. We uh, review some financials, um, call references, you know, do a business credit check. And, you know, it's not a daunting task by any means. Um, I think we do a really good job at vetting our builders the right way. But honestly, I tell clients this, the things that I ask for are what you want me to ask for. Yeah, well, I think that's for anyone listening um, who's new to this whole process, whether consumer or loan originator, I think that's the, one of the first things they, sh they should recognize and understand that, hey, first, we have to get the builder approved. Mm -hmm. Consumer, you want us going through, through a builder approval process because the last thing the consumer wants is to own this lot and have a half-built home that they're now paying interest on, oh, yeah. and the builder goes AWOL. I mean, which, we, which happened many times back in the Wild Wild West days. Yeah, which we don't want it as a lender, but I would guess that as a lender, our bankroll is slightly larger mm -hmm. than our consumer's bankroll. Correct. So we might be able to swallow that $200,000 kick to the gut, but that could bankrupt 
a, a any consumer who now owns a lot with a half half built home on it. Yeah. Um, so I think so. So understanding there's a builder approval process, I think, is key. Yeah. Understanding that all of the money isn't just given at one time. It's it's there's a draw schedule where there's inspections that that transpire. Uh, in order to get the next draw, you have to have completed X amount of work. Mm-hmm. In order to get your third draw, again, another inspection and 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 more um, double verifying if the work has been done correctly. Um, anything else on top of like the builder approval? The, the there's draw draw periods. I would just a reminder on when you're talking construction perm financing, do they own the land or do, do they not own the land? We've pretty much covered mm-hmm. clearly. If they do not own the land, it's all in one, right? But just a reminder, if, you do, if they own the land already, think of it as the consumer listening to this, especially as a cash out refi, right? If I'm going to, you come to me and you've got a bunch of equity in your home and you want to pull equity out, that's a cash out refi. Maybe you want to pull it out to do home improvements or whatever, mm-hmm. right? If you own the land already that you want to build a custom home on, it's like a cash out refi, right? Those proceeds in the sense though, are going to build this home that's on it. But the beauty is you own that land already and there's equity there. So Yeah, so you're basically saying if I already own the land mm-hmm. and I have established equity, mm-hmm. I may not need to even have any money come out of my pocket. Many CP loans I close when they own the land already, our customers come to the table with $0. That's fantastic. They can roll it all in because there's sufficient equity. But But if I don't own the land, you're telling me that with as little as 5% down, mm-hmm. so I, I shouldn't be scared that I'm not ready for a custom home I should ask myself, do I have 5% to put down? If I have 5% to put down and you know, an extra 2 or 3% to cover closing costs, yeah. then a, a custom-built home is not out of reach Correct. from the consumer standpoint. If I'm a loan originator, I need to understand that this is a product, if I don't know it, I need to get to know it, assuming my company offers it. Sure. Because it's going to allow me to increase my average loan size, which should increase my W-2. If I increase my W-2, I can increase my savings. I can go on better vacations. I can, you, you, you name it, right? Anything that goes along with making more money. Sure. But more importantly, I can help more people. Yeah. I can help more people if I know this, this loan product. But don't go at it alone. Find a mentor. Partner with someone in, in your branch or in your organization who will co-originate it with you. In return, you're going to give up some of your commission to this person. But... Which, by the way, I'm, I'm telling you that because that's what I would do because mm-hmm. um, it just seems like the right thing to do. But, um, but, but then have at it, right? Have, have at it and, and go out there and network with home builders. If you're a salesperson and you're really good at, quote, unquote, sales, uh, prospecting, getting the business, or I'm sorry, getting the appointment, mm-hmm. you closed it well, you walked away saying, I got referral number one coming, okay? Great. But when you do that with a builder, referral number one's coming and you're a rookie or brand new in the CP lending, think about what happens then when you go screw that thing up. You know, you, hey, you were yeah. great at getting the interest, but this is so much different than, oh, send me your first contract on an existing home sale. Yeah. There is so much more, so you got to lean on. Do, uh, do builders talk? <laughs> yeah, a few. They do? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's a small world, the smallest in the world of worlds yeah. is the builder world, I would even say. Well, because you know, there's there's certain professions out there. Like um, my earliest career out of college was in uh, television advertising. If I'm running an ad campaign for one particular uh, PI attorney, personal injury attorney, mm-hmm. and it's working, he's not going to go tell his competition that they need to call me and do the same exact advertising campaign. Oh, right, right. But in your world, 
builders do talk. So if they find a gal or a guy that's really good at CP lending, they're probably going to share that, that contact. No doubt. Just like relationship today that's strong. And that's exactly the thing that happened. Yeah. But just like if I go at my first CP loan with a brand new builder relationship and I screw that up because I am too arrogant or too hardheaded to ask for help, it could very well backfire. And not just on that relationship, but it could have a trickle down effect to two or three potential relationships down the road. No doubt. And yeah. your, your skills, you know, your gift of gab or whatever that maybe were, were instrumental in maybe you getting peaking enough interest, not even close to being good enough when it comes to when you get heavy into the aspects of construction lending and, and what happens after when they actually go to contract. You're not going to be able to talk your way out of that one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Eric, thank you very much for uh, taking time to to hop on, uh, to come in. Um, you know, I, I know it's difficult to pull you away from uh, your uh, – what's your other job now? You're, uh, you're a, a third-grade school teacher. You're a fifth-grade. I'm, I'm, um, I'm like the teacher's helper. Okay. So my <laughs> teacher's wife is really, you know, the one holding it down big time. I'm just the one that – the teacher's helper, when, especially when there's some extra discipline that needs to come in. Hey, I'm on a Zoom call. <laughs> Shut up. No, but nonetheless, you you did make a special trip into the office wearing your uh, face mask, which I I appreciate. And we've done our best to stay uh, as close to six feet apart as possible. We put these funny screens in front of the microphones to... To, to help prevent any type of germ spreading. But no, more importantly, thank you for lending us your experience and your brain as it pertains to construction lending, CP loans. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, what is the best way to reach you? Um, a couple of ways. I mean, through the podcast, right? They can go access it. On Facebook, yep. On Facebook here. Um, you know, ericputthomeloans.com. Eric Putt. Eric Putt. One T or two T's? Two T's, like golf. My dad always said putt a golf ball, and it makes my wife cringe when I say that. I like putt a golf ball. She's like, oh, my God, you're your dad. But, yeah, ericputthomeloans.com. Perfect. Eric, thank you very much. Um, guys, this is the Loan Officer Podcast. You've been tuned into CP Lending, and we're out. Mm-hmm.